Ship's Log Entry 10-14 Tully's monsters were in the process of obtaining information from the researcher, Mort, before being interrupted by one of the lycanthropy-afflicted researchers assaulting the safe room's door. With some quick planning and incidental friendly fire, the team forced the afflicted researcher into a containment tube. As Mort continued their research, Tully's monsters searched for the cause of the ship's apparent self-repair functions, as well as an unafflicted dwarf researcher. Moving swiftly, the team soon arrived at the station's breaker box. After shutting out the lights on the station, Beaufort Gubbins damaged the breakers to draw out who, or what, was fixing the lights on the station. The team soon saw the cause of these repairs. Gazers. It was surmised that because gazers are born from the dreams of a beholder, there must be a sleeping beholder on the station itself. As Max Ina and Beaufort Gubbins contained the gazers near the breaker box, Wendy McDonald followed the trail of gazers to find the beholder creating them. As progress was made on both of these objectives, the team was suddenly interrupted by a temporary big suck. This big suck was able to vent several gazers into space and separated Tully's monsters further apart within the station. Wendy let herself be drawn to the source of the big suck, which was caused by a beetle-shaped ship named the Thumper, piloted by Wendy's Thrycreen ally, Cordazar. Buford was able to find his way back to Max, while both continued to neutralize threats. Buford then disabled the station's artificial gravity to further disrupt the gazer's ability to make repairs. Wendy confided to Cortazar about her fears of forced lycanthropy before the pair proceeded to hunt down the sleeping beholder. Max and Buford successfully found the remaining researcher, the dwarf Maya, and safely escorted her back to Mort. While Maya and Mort continued to work towards a cure for lycanthropy, Wendy and Cortazar found the eternally slumbering beholder in the facility. After brief deliberation, it was decided that relocating this beholder back to the Resubian would be the best course of action. However, when they attempted to physically move the snoozing beholder, a wall of gazers swarmed in to prevent any unwanted beholder transportation. So, a, li a little background about me as a person. I am one of the whitest people you're ever going to meet. <laughs> I hate um, the story already. <laughs> <laughs> I am, according to, to my DNA breakdown, I'm 98.2% white. Mm. And part of that remainder is a literal unassigned value they couldn't identify. Um, my girlfriend is black. Uh I was doing laundry at a laundromat wearing her Crocs, and I looked down to realize that her Crocs are covered in charms, and all of her charms are specifically black woman focused. Yeah, I saw your black girl magic Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to drop a picture in here for reference. Oh, no. 
Black um, girl magic crocs is a very good w- term. One of them literally says made with melanin. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that 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 sure is that sure is some some crocs that you wore. So me, white as snow, wearing this. Uh, the the on several occasions actually, completely missing that this was occurring. I mean, look, my my main takeaway is those are some really cute Crocs, though. They are. They're always popping. I could see right there from the made with melanin uh thing there. So the, uh. this is the vibe I have unintentionally put out into the world. This is a better opening than the one I had planned, which is talking about Bionicle. And I don't know that I really should top that, so. What, the bi- Biological Chronicle? <laughs> yes, Laura, the Biological Chronicle. I, I always liked the villains of Bionicle more than the, the heroes, because they always looked cooler, but I wanted them to be the heroes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're a villain fucker. We all can relate to this. <laughs> yeah, Shieldred's my wife. Um. Anyway, we were playing Dungeons & Dragons last time we were here. Um, mm-hmm. bit of bit of a reminder of where we're at. Um, uh, Wendy and Cordazar uh, managed to find a sleeping beholder up in the top of this uh, space station. Uh, it is really churning out those uh, those those gazers. Uh, uh, Wendy and Cordazar tried to move this beholder, going, "Yeah, we'll like stick it in the ship. We'll like try and study it or something." Uh, big old wall of gazers uh, got in the way of of, of getting to it. Uh, the other half of the party, I believe, were, uh, last I remember you had, uh, you'd gotten the two scientists back together into their little vaulted room. I don't remember if you'd gone, you'd started heading anywhere after that. Yeah, I think we were heading towards, uh, the, uh, place that everything was vented to, to try to meet up with, uh, Wendy. Indeed. So who wants to start having an adventure? Who's got an idea where they want to start today? I know exactly where I want to start. I've been thinking about this all week. And the way that D&D works is you can always stab after you try something else, but you can't always try something else after you stab. So let's take the order of operations here. First thing Wendy wants to do uh, is roll, oh, she has a negative two to this, not great, but performance to try to influence the sleeping beholder's dream. She wants to try to, okay. you know the way when someone's sleeping at a you know a, a frat sleepover, you put their hand in, hand in warm water, trying to make them pee themselves? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do something like that yeah. to get the beholder to stop making gazers. So mm-hmm. Okay. Have you got anything in particular you're going to try and do to to change their behavior? I was thinking of looking over at Cortazar and trying to be like, you know, get basically a follow me kind of uh, gesture, a nod, and then try to make like ocean noises. I'm trying to turn whatever the dream is of gazers into like a very neutral, placid, just like, caw, caw, mm, well, I like I like the idea. I um Beholders are not particularly, uh, they don't really manifest stuff unless it's other beholders or, you know, beholder subspecies. So, yeah, mm. g- g- give this performance a go. Let's see how this does. Take him to Beholder Beach. Let's go. 15. I was expecting a terrible roll there. But, yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to summon the ocean. I'm just trying to turn off the gazer yeah. spigot. <laughs> um, I think you managed to stem the tide of this uh, gazer spigot. I think that, you know, th- w- you're still getting a couple popping out every now and then, but it's not the uh, torrential fountain that it has been. 
All right, we did it, Coco, I say, turning to Cortazar as we're doing our little wave noises. And um, I, I think at this point we should cut to the other group because um, that's, this is a great, great end of scene. We did it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's, if there's a role I can give you to sort of get the trail, perhaps, of where those two went. Uh I'm trying to think what what sort of trail they might have left, but uh, uh, Cortazar was yeah. stabbing swords into the walls to try <laughs> to. I mean, you are correct. Cortazar was stabbing swords into the walls. Uh, can we get like a, uh, I guess, survival roll to 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 notice that there are some stab holes going along the walls and yeah. ceiling <laughs> while we're dodging all of these floating uh, werewolves? Eleven and ten. Okay. That's eleven. Yep. Eleven and ten. Um. You don't immediately notice it, but like eventually you do work out this is that it that is a bunch of like weirdly regular marks into the walls. Look, this could be like werewolves pulling themselves along just as easily as it could be sword stabs, but if you wanna follow the stab the stab trail, you can you can follow the stab trail. You know what? I think Buf would be like, hmm, a, bu- a bunch of stab wounds going in a consistent direction. That sounds like something Wendy would do. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds like we're tracking down the Gorgon Trail here. So, uh, uh, <laughs> while while we're heading in the direction of uh, the, uh, the, the the trail the trail of uh, destruction, uh, Buford's gonna ask Max. Max, would you mind if I use you as a sort of uh, ru- a rubber duck programming for a moment? I want a soundboard. An idea out loud. Oh, okay. I'm not quite sure what the rubber duck bit has to do with that, but but go for it. What is it? Rubber duck programming is when you have a difficult issue uh, in engineering or programming. You talk to your rubber duck out loud to work through the problem. Mm. In this case, you are a rubber duck. I mean, we do have a duck on ship, though. So, I mean. He's not made of rubber. It doesn't work. Oh. But <laughs> neither am I, though. But what is it? <laughs> so I've, I've been thinking about this werewolf problem they have here. They're trying to cure it because, of course, every time you turn into a werewolf, you turn into a raging monster that destroys property and people. I think they're missing the forest for the trees here. They're trying to completely fix an issue at the root. You could probably make a break point right at the loss of control. I think if you treat that first, you have a way easier and simpler problem to deal with and a potential upside at that point so you're saying having a way for them to transform but not lose control themselves exactly i think you could the way i think i'd handle this is you'd have to put in some sort of let's say hormone monitor maybe a uh uv light detector to see if the wavelength of the particular uh light form is causing the transform and then You'd probably want sort of... Brain is just basically a hard drive, a big wetware hard drive uh, that records data, that sort of thing. If you could take a dump of a person's brain every, let's say, 24 hours, and then on detection of a transformation, start force overriding the brain repeatedly as it's changing, I wonder if you could break that transformation override and reset it to a consistent state. Okay, I think I understand some of that stuff. Uh, 
it's almost like you're trying to overload part of the brain so it doesn't activate in a certain way during the transformation or something. Either overload it or rewrite it once it's already been changed. Or, actually, what would you even really have to do that? If you could just shut down higher brain function at that point when they're changing and then sort of link it up, sort of take like a, a mind flare approach. Hi, link all, uh, all werewolves on a certain Wi-Fi spectrum up to a central database. Once a change has occurred, reroute them to a centralized area and shut down their body's ability to be moved like that. Instant containment. I, hmm, I can't say I know how much the overlap between biology and, well, well, you know, hard drive dynamics can link up like that. But, you know, you're, you're more of an expert in this than I am, given your, well, half machine nature already, Buford. Yeah, it, brain's basically just a big USB port. Shove something into it. It'll eventually work. I think the main issue there is you need to find someone who's willing to volunteer their brain to be put through such a test to make sure it even works. Ah, people are always afraid of, ooh, the side effects. Look at me, I turned out fine. <laughs> yep, you sure, you sure did, Buford. Um, so as you're following this, uh, th this trail of stab wounds, um, I'm, I'm curious, um, are Wendy and Cortazar back on the plan of trying to roll this uh, beholder towards the ship? Because I'm wondering whether this is a sort of passing, that the two of you are going to come in opposite directions. Yeah, I actually had an idea for this. So the, uh, as my, uh, my fairy magic that I have, I can cast enlarge reduce once per long rest. So I think I'm going to reduce the beholder by half because we're in zero gravity. It'll be easier to move that way. I assume it fails the, the save because it's asleep. And then yeah. I have Druid Craft, which gives me a couple of, of options, one of which is uh, you create a puff of wind. And so I was thinking in zero G, the way this works, I'm not an astrologist. My understanding is once an object is in motion, it will stay in motion. Mm -hmm. So just a, a little puff, and then we can kind of just follow at a distance this this smaller beholder as it floats around the station. And this will be easier than trying to like grab it and like wrestle it at full size. Yeah. Okay. So I think I think the way this works is you do start moving this beholder um toward the ship and once this beholder is moving you do start to notice that the gazers suddenly seem a lot less concerned with fixing the ship and the gazers that have been created are starting to Position themselves in in the route that you're trying to move the beholder, and that you know they're taking a second to get here. Like you you are moving it, but it's kind of slowing a little as more gazers start to try and get in the way of this movement. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm imagining us like you know making a little progress. Maybe we get it into the hallway or something, and then we have a really badass old boy fight or something where there's floating werewolves, floating beholder, <laughs> and then all of us it's, in space. It's it's the equivalent if you're trying to push like you're trying to push a wheelbarrow through a ball pit. Like it's, <laughs> you can you can do it, but like it it's not it's not super convenient. It's gonna take you a second. Um, Everyone has that memory. Yeah, so I th I think this is the moment where um where Buford and Max come across this particular site of 
a lot of a lot of gazers and a beholder being pushed in opposite directions. I'm just doing na 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 Katamari Damasi <laughs> Max volume. Well, it looks like we found Wendy at least. I can <laughs> so I recognize that tune anywhere. <laughs> She's always doing this shit, even when it doesn't make any sense. She doesn't have a ball <laughs> hey, or anything. Hey, hey, is it you two that uh, turned off the gravity? Yeah. And who are you? Oh, I'm I'm Cortazar. Hi. Um, we 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 got a sleeping beholder. We've been having a fun day. All right, I guess this is happening now. Uh, what are we going to do with said beholder? Bring it back to the ship, Gub Gub. Don't you think the captain's gonna want to talk to him? Is it is it still spitting out gazers? Like a cu- a couple every now and then. It's uh, it's no longer like full on snoring. It's no longer. <laughs> it's just sort of. <laughs> it's 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 a very different scale of production. All right. Um. Okay. I guess we could just systematically kill gazers every couple of minutes. That'd be fine. Um. There is a giant swell of gazers everywhere else on the ship, though. Which is a big, consistent issue right now. Yeah, as you as you say this, more and more gazers are starting to join the the throng of uh, trying to push the beholder back into position. Part of me is worried they're just going to merge together, become like a really large gazer, just like. <laughs> Don't give her any ideas. Um, so my th- my thought is, we try to get to some kind of airlock or window, which just vent everything out into space. I mean, that's mm-hmm. where I'm at. But I realize, you know. That does open us up to complications, but once the gazers are, ooh, they, I mean, just into the black hole, right? <laughs> like that, that problem solves itself. I mean, there is there there is a very appealing looking black hole right out ooh. there. Okay, i i have <laughs> I have a potential idea here. I think we did something similar to this before with the uh, the uh, NFT uh, bozogs right at the start. I just need to see if I can make an image of a of a, like a real beholder on like a piece of metal and then just put it inside of an airlock see if oh. we can trick them twice yeah i mean i i just had an incredible uh well i should praise my own idea i had an interesting <laughs> thought which is uh, a cloak of elven kind showing a uh you know universe where there isn't a beholder here i drape it over the reduced beholder which is not small enough to fit under it mm. uh and now we they don't see the beholder you you conjure an illusory one they go after that one uh bing bang bong into the black hole ah damn it i can't i can only do writing i can't make um uh an illusory oh. image i think you fucked us again dan <laughs> <laughs> uh i i mean i like i like where you're thinking i like the train of thought um i'm i'm gonna say you've you've got a little bit of time left to, to come up with a plan, but if you do not come up with one soon and start enacting it, events will move on without you. So one option is to just relocate, you know, the beholder to the airlock and then just start exclusively breaking things in the airlock as a double pressure point to draw as many gazers in there as possible. And then somehow extract the beholder out and then pop the airlock open as a sort of a similar way to bait them out. So like, do, would, would this, um, uh, how, how do I, how would I explain this? Like, uh, I'm thinking like a Tupac hologram, maybe like, uh, 
it has like a, a virtual assistant that you walk up to and goes, oh, hello, are you looking for the cafeteria? It is that way, and it points in a direction. <laughs> so... <sighs> I, I wanna I wanna play in the space with you, but I think we've sort of established there was a reception desk that had like a person working behind it, and this place is largely staffed by people who work here like months at a time and probably know the layout pretty well. Well, there's always a use for a Tupac hologram, but I see your point. <laughs> look, these look these are stuffy scientists. Scientists don't see a need for a Tupac hologram. What, but what about well, like what about like some Vocaloid hologram type there? You know, just. Oh, well, yeah, of course they've got a hot scene in Miku with the exactly. cafeteria. All right, exactly. that's what I'm working with then. <laughs> um, I mean, look, if you, if you can think of a, a, a justification for, for what, why there might be one here, we can, we can, we can consider it. Be- because this place is also sponsored by this ice cream uh, <laughs> nightmare, and it is their VTuber mascot, like when Tony the Tiger did streams on Twitch. <laughs> now, see, I'm not sure if, if, if I'm gonna go with that, but I do like the idea that back on the back on the Resubium, we do now have a VTuber hologram of an ice cream mascot. <laughs> Well, so let's get the ball rolling, I think. Can I roll deception to try to use the cloak of elven kind over the, the small beholder? Yeah. Right. Give me that deception. Let's just see, and then we'll go from there. That's a 13. Uh, you know, they, they're called gazers. Their entire thing is they're really, they're really just like looking at stuff. They are just an eyeball. Um, they, do wa- they do watch you doing this, and they're like, okay... Fair enough. That's why I wanted to roll we for it. St- we still, we still want him though. We still want him. I him, have though. a really bad idea. Let's hear your really bad idea. I want to hear it. So they're intent on protecting a beholder. Yeah. When beholders dream of other beholders, they create new beholders. They do. We create one in the airlock. And then vent all of them out into I mean, space. If you want to try and make this beholder dream of another beholder. I mean, I feel like that's putting a hat on a hat. We already have a beholder. You're just giving us a second beholder. <laughs> Look, I'm not opposed to giving you all a second beholder. So my, my suggestion is that we want to keep this beholder alive, right? Because we want to interrogate it. If we're looking for an, a way to try to bait all of these gazers out because they're looking to defend a beholder, if we had it create another one that's inherently not going to have any of its knowledge because it's a brand new life form and then shove that one in the airlock they might go after that one and allow us to vent it out while we keep ours safe okay um so uh, to this point you have just been continuing to push this thing towards the airlock correct towards towards the ship uh, yeah yeah t- towards the ship um as you move further and further away from where this beholder originally was the gazers change their behavior again. They start shooting their uh, their eye beams, their eye lasers at the beholder. Whoa. Um and they start doing this in fairly large numbers. Oh no. And the beholder starts to stir. All right, can I roll insight to see why they're doing this to their homie? Uh yeah, f- roll roll insight uh, away. I botched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um 
you're pretty sure that the the gazers have had like a sudden change of heart and actually they they're like oh we'll we'll be the heroes we'll save the day now oh my god <laughs> i can i can try to body block for this uh, this beholder if it's getting shot at. I don't think... If it's tiny and I'm big. Yeah, I mean, I, the way I'm picturing this, and Laura can correct me if I'm picturing it wrong, but there's, like, hundreds of them, and there's no way we can get all of them. Yeah, no, there is a lot of them, and uh, without a, a distraction having been... Uh, sorry, that's a very big gazer in the roll 20. Um, oh, no. Yeah, with, without uh, an alternative plan being being sort of decided upon... Yeah, these gazers are trying to wake this beholder up. Uh, they they are clearly aware that they are not uh, succeeding in keeping you from from taking it. Um, mm -hmm. And this beholder is 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 definitely waking up now. Okay, uh, I I think best idea we can do is I could web like an area up to try like to basically make a big hallway net, and then we just book it to uh Cortazar's ship and just try to get out into space and hopefully if some of them follow us into the void and die. Um yeah, so if you want to set your your web across like across the hallway, I think you can like web up a lot of the uh you can basically stop any of the gazers that are following behind the beholder like trying to to sort of catch up with the the team and you can definitely stem the uh at least one direction that these things are trying to uh, trying to approach from, you're going to have considerably less of them to worry about uh, as a result of popping that that web out. Um, this beholder is awake, and it is looking it is looking disoriented and confused and annoyed. Well, folks, are we rolling initiative? I mean, I I think. Unless you've got a, another, an alternative plan, you're rolling initiative. <laughs> 18? 16. Uh, 20 for the gazer. Uh, I'm just going to put it in second. So I'm going to treat the gazers as uh, one slightly restatted block for this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, just for convenience. So, uh, Cortazar is going to uh, get in real quick and start just trying to take out some of these... Uh, some of these gazers uh, try and sort of prevent them being an additional threat you all have to deal with. Uh, Cortazar is just sort of bouncing off the ceiling, uh, fl flinging around with uh, all, all sorts of cool weaponry. Uh, fails to hit. Uh, the, the lack of gravity is still causing some issues with uh, actually actually uh, targeting. Uh, it's a little, a little difficult to do cool aerial maneuvers when you're not in the gravity you're used to. Uh, the gazer is going to focus on Cortazar, uh, and which Cortazar fails to dodge with a deck save, uh, and is going to take some damage. Uh, takes 11 damage. Buford, it is your turn. Uh, I will cast Haste on Wendy, so I'll do that. Uh, choose a willing creature until the spell ends. Uh, speed is doubled, plus two bonus to AC, plus uh, advantage on dexterity saving throws. Gains an additional action on each of its turns. The action can be used only to take the attack, dash, disengage, hide, or use object action. So go crit fishing with reckless <laughs> attack, Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's my turn then. And 
Uh, yeah, and Buford will just place himself right in front of the beholder to try to keep its attention. Trying to be a big meat shield. All right, yeah, if Wendy has been super hasted, she is going to turn on the engine on her ice pick and is just going to try to fly through a cloud of gazers and just impale as many as possible just to make a big shish kebab. And so she's going to do her magical girl transformation, uh, rage to get her wild magic. She's doing everything. You know, there's a swirling, uh, you know, tendrils of light around her. She does her, uh, cat, her catchphrase, uh, henshin, Bio boost Wendy, and she gets like a big Giver gu- armor on her, um, and she just you know just turns into a streak of light to go through these guys. I'm gonna roll a D100 before I roll my attacks. Now that I think about it, in case I explode, 68, so close to being nice. Oh, I mean that's that's pretty nice. Uh, I'm now curious. Did I do anything particularly special for uh, for 69? Um. Uh, you are now glowing. You have disadvantage on stealth. <laughs> All right. Well, we're in the middle you, of a you fight. You are just so. like a. You are just a big glowing beacon. Look, it's not a problem right now, but everyone will see the big glowing beacon that is Wendy, just sort of illuminating light. Also, you were very close to sixty nine on that wild magic table, huh? Uh-huh. That's so close. All right. <laughs> yeah. Because of the haste, I get to attack three times with advantage, doing so recklessly. So nineteen, eighteen. And crit. And these are all against the uh, the gazer swarm, correct? Correct. I am trying to make as many gazers as dead as quickly oh, as possible. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Roll, roll me that 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 damage for uh, three attacks plus one of them is a crit. <laughs> uh, before I roll these damage, I should say I have an ability called. Uh, brutal critical, I can roll one additional weapon damage die, and I also have gr- great weapon master. When I crit, I can make an additional uh, weapon attack as a bonus action. So I'm actually not even done attacking. No, I am so ready for this. Please d- d- roll infinite damage. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> 20. The other good thing I had was reckless or would have been a botch. Uh, um, all right. So that is... Just a okay. truly outrageous two, number. Of so that's that's what Five? four regular attacks plus plus a uh, four. Well, God, that's going to be regulars? at least six damage. <laughs> uh, yeah. So three three regulars and a crit. You are not going to believe how much I get to add to this. This is going to seem like oh. I'm cheating, but I promise this is my whole character has been built towards this moment. No, no, no. I I know this is what you've been built for, and I'm so ready to. Mm. <laughs> All right, here it goes. 83 damage. Oh, beautiful. Describe to me the, like, the entire montage that happens of you uh, skewering basically every possible gazer uh, that, that didn't get caught in the net. Yeah, yeah, I'm basically like a pinball, right? I'm bouncing gazer to gazer to gazer, and it's just leaving this golden light fl- uh, st- streak because of, of the wild magic. I, I'm glowing. So I've, I have become like a supernova of, of sharpness, and I'm as soon as I hit uh, so many gazers that my ice pick is full, like from from <laughs> hilt to tip, I just like swing it to throw them all off like a you know a samurai cleaning the blood off the blade and i'm just keep going it's it's a it's an incredible massacre this is everything my character has been supposed to be doing this entire campaign is finally done you you know in in describing that you have you've stolen something from quinn you have just done a sonic homing attack (laughs) 
<laughs> at super speed. Okay, to make it less sonic, I, what I do is in midair, I start spinning, and now it's a Gurren Lagan reference because now <laughs> I am the drill and I am piercing there, there the go. gazers. Uh, is, you're, you're the heaven piercing Giga Drill, are you? Is Absolutely. it kind of like the the X Men uh, Quicksilver scenes too, <laughs> where we Ooh. first see it in slow motion <laughs> and then horrifyingly fast? Yeah, because you cast haste oh. on me, there's a little bit of that, too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to set the precedent that I'm s- supersonic, but yeah, for, from the gazers' no, perspective, that's... they are stumpy little mm-hmm. nerds. Yeah, yeah, that they are. Um, so yeah, you have completely taken the gazers out of the equation here. Um, <laughs> right, there is a beholder that is very much has very much set its eyes on you. Um, so, let me... How am I supposed to follow up that? <laughs> okay, um, this beholder is uh, gonna gonna fire some eye beams. Uh, what they are is gonna be random chance. So let's find out what you've won today, Wendy. <laughs> um, you are being targeted with paralyzing ray, uh, and also uh, a fear ray. Uh, and I gotta reroll because it's a duplicate. Uh, and a petrification ray. So many rays. Yeah, these are all such fun things being fired at you. The beholder shoots three of the following magical eye rays at random. Reroll duplicates. Um, so let's start with. Um, I'm going to need a Constitution saving throw from you. All right. Well, I'm a barbarian. This is one of my good ones. I botched. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you are um, now paralyzed for the next minute. Fair enough. Um, uh, you can attempt uh, the 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 save on your uh, on your turns again. Um, it is additionally going to attempt to. Uh, we're going to need a wisdom save from you to not get feared. All right. I mean, this is pretty scary. Uh, Twenty. What's <laughs> the opposite of whatever I say? <laughs> Look, it's, it's it's hard to get scared when you're already paralyzed. You are paralyzed not with fear, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So instead of being af- afraid, I'm defiant. I'm like, Coco, get him. <laughs> you got this. Uh, and mine wasn't gonna need a deck save from you. All right. Well, well, you have advantage on that, but you're also paralyzed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fifteen. I needed a 16, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I needed a 16, unfortunately. Um, you are beginning to turn to stone as well. You are paralyzed and beginning to turn to stone. All right. Uh, on on your turn, you can try and uh, try and do some saves to get around this, but uh, yeah. Uh, Max, it's your turn. <laughs> I like the visual poetry of this because I go ham. I kill all these dudes. I'm, I'm on top of the world. I'm king shit of Turd Mountain, and then zap, 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 zap. <laughs> Well, this is this is the thing is like the beholder those beams. I didn't have to pick a target up front. I could have petrified you, you know. The beholder could have petrified you and then started targeting other things. But it is like no, no this is an act of disrespect, and I am going to punish you for this. All right. Well, I, I had one plan initially because like, okay, I can't do much damage. I'll, maybe I can try intimidating the beholder down. Uh, but then I see Wendy being like. Hit with all that, I'm like, oh no. Uh, okay. I'm trying to think of what to do. Okay, I, I have a solution for Wendy for later, but for the immediate, what Max is going to do is engage in their own transformation sequence um, to look a little bit more imposing. Uh, so 
close her eyes, thinks for a moment, uh, split second, says, Okay, let's see if we can get out of this one, Formith. Decrypt. Shar! And with the gesture, like the like uh, hands clap together, pull apart, a burst of flame uh, shrouds over Max's body as they sort of pull out like a quarterstaff from their palms, like because the form of kind of flies there, quarterstaff pulls off, their attire switches to sort of like a red militaristic uniform with the same patches as Max's flight jacket from earlier, and... Once they get the weapon out and ready, they sort of point the quarterstaff straight at the uh, beholder and just tries to sort of glare at them, saying, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to ask that you leave here and you're coming with us and not interfering with this research station any further. Not Not interfering with this what? This research station. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Were you, were you not put here on your own volition? Were you just placed here by someone else? You're, you're doing a lot of talking for someone I could be killing. Yeah, these are for all. These guys remember that. <laughs> I understand. I'm just trying to be intimidating. I, I, it's like I, I can't attack on the same term to do a transformation. So I know. I just find it very funny. If you want to try and roll intimidation, go right ahead. Natural 20. <laughs> Okay. That's a twenty-nine. Mm. Yeah. Okay. How do I want to? How do I want to play this? Um. I think in any other situation, this beholder would not find, uh, you know, a lesser being's uh, attempted intimidation, uh, particularly intimidating. I think that no matter how much you tried to sort of bolster yourself up, they'd just be like, "Oh, it's one of, oh, it's one of you, the whatever you are." Um. But I think that this this beholder starts looking around and then notices the wall of gazers uh, trapped by a uh, uh, a sort of net wall, and starts looking around and realizing I don't know where I am, and clearly I've been producing a lot of gazers and something's not right. And I think that they are uh, uncomfortable enough. That they are a little rattled by you. Max is sort of has the post, like, has the course of just aimed at them, glaring them down, not even realizing that they're actually being successful at intimidating after being run over by the, uh, <laughs> uh, at the, uh, the, at the last event there, so. I, I think this beholder is going to start floating over to you, and I know that turn order, I'm, I'm playing a little, a little loose here. Mm-hmm. This beholder is going to float over to you and look at you very closely and go, You saw what I did to your friend. If you don't want that done to you, perhaps we trade information. You tell me where I am and what's going on. That sort of just sort of like takes a moment and says, this is a research station that was being, uh, this was a research station researching into lycanthropy. They were contacted by another beholder asking to engage in some sort of act of war. And when they refused, something started happening in the station that interfered with their ability to research. And as far as we can tell, more likely than not, you're the interference that was put in here to interfere with this, to mess with the station. Oh, 
Another, mm, another beholder, you say? I mean, unless you forgot contacting the station on your own, but I have a feeling that if you're... No. Mm. Okay. Okay, I know exactly what the hell's going on here. Um, and having gotten the information that he wants, he's just gonna start trying to float away from you. He's 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 got what he needed um, out of you. Do I get an opportunity <laughs> attack for that? Uh, if you want to take an opportunity attack, go right ahead. Ab- absolutely. We need information, and this place is filled with fucking gazers still. <laughs> 29. 29 is gonna hit. 18. Uh, 18 damage is that. Uh, yep, okay. Uh, 18, 18 damage is done. This beholder turns around and goes... Excuse me? <laughs> I believe you forgot part of your deal there, friend. Oh, the bit where I'm supposed to I'm supposed to do things for you. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna pony up or I'm gonna beat you back to sleep. <laughs> I mean you can certainly try. It's not my turn yet, so yes, it'll happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, Max, did you have anything other than the intimidation roll you were doing on your turn? Uh, unfortunately, I don't have any bonus actions. I was going to actually spend an, uh, I, the only other thing I'm going to plan on doing is using one of Max's inherent spells, which is actually a, a lesser restoration to cure Wendy of one of those conditions, actually, but I can't do that. That's also an action. <laughs> Well, in that case, Buford, it is your turn if you want to start laying that smack down. Uh, what is Cortazar doing? I believe they're up first. Oh, sorry, yes. Uh, Cortazar is no longer trying to uh, deal with the gazers, you're correct. So, uh, Cortazar is going to make one more attempt to get used to this gravity and spring dramatically off the walls, uh, this time at the Beholder. Uh, six completely flies past the beholder yet again. Um, some real, some real fucking dog shit rolls for for Cortazar today. Um, was not prepared for anti gravity. Uh, Buford, it's your turn. Well, you know he's he's the defense specialist. He's not the, he's not the attack specialist. They skipped wire day practice, so the so the team just does not have it lined up. They're just flying around too much. Uh, okay. Step one. I am. Sadly, going to have to, I think, drop the concentration for haste because I don't know what's going to happen with Wendy and I have to deal with the immediate threat. And I am going to bonus action cast Blinding Smite. Tell me about Blinding Smite. Uh, The next time you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack uh, during the spell's duration, your weapon flares bright light. The attack deals 3d8 radi- extra radiant damage. Additionally, the target must succeed on a constitution saving throw or be blinded until the spell ends. Uh, I want to blind this big eye-focused monster if possible. Okay, yeah. Do do the attack and then remind me what I need to, to roll to not be blinded. All right. Uh, and this actually happens until I, it keeps up even if I miss until I hit it with something. Yeah. Uh, 16? Uh, 16. Uh, sorry, let me. 16 is not gonna hit okay 28 <laughs> 28 is gonna hit uh 12 damage so a total of uh 33 damage there and it has to make a constitution saving throw uh 20 it is not blinded but you have 
giving it a pretty big smack. Okay, um, yeah, I, I think what happens here is that Buford swings at it, misses, and then backhands it while opening his palm and just dropping a flashbang directly in its face. But it just got too many eyes. <laughs> yeah, it uses one of its like it's it's one of its tentacle stalks to just like knock it the other way, and now all the gazers behind the net are <laughs> blinded. Um. Wendy, it is your turn. I'm going to need some rolls from you. Absolutely. I'm going to make two saves. This is the con. That's a crit. You'd love to see it. And another crit. You will not believe your eyes. Yo! You will believe a Wendy can fly. All right, maybe I should have let her, let her keep haste. You are, you are definitely not paralyzed uh, or uh, um, petrified anymore. I'm on my Bill Webb shit. <laughs> yo. Nothing but crits. Double crit, okay. yo. <laughs> Extremely uh, unlikely. I should clarify that my enlarge reduce only lasted for a minute. This hasn't affected any math because you, uh, the beholder doesn't attack yeah. with weapons, but for flavor, it suddenly pops into its full size, just like whoop. Uh, beholders are 16 feet tall. It is important that a human can fit in its mouth. <laughs> so yes. for your visual image. Um, so uh, that th those uh, saving throws happen at the end of your turn, so you unfortunately uh, that is that is you done. Uh, yes. But that, that that does mean you are available again for uh, for combat. W was um, Wendy just like picking the stone away with the ice pick, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> chiseling away? Yeah, she turns around defiantly and is like, "Oh, you're gonna get it now, buddy!" And then boop, he doubles in size. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel like being halved inside may also have contributed to being mildly intimidated for a moment. I'm used to being a lot bigger than this. I've woken up. Am I always this small? <laughs> um. So yeah, the Beholder's gonna attempt to go for Buford this time, because Buford's been doing the most uh, damage to it. Um, one, ten, and a six. So... I'm going to need a wisdom save from you, Buford. Okay. 21, crit. <laughs> uh, you are not charmed. That is very good. Uh, I'm going to need a strength save from you. Okay. 20. <laughs> um, you, you are not held in this beholder's telepathic grip. Uh, and I'm going to need a dexterity saving throw from you. Oh, it's actually a 14. Never mind. Uh, 14 still not gonna do it. I'm really sorry. Um, so you are gonna take uh, you are gonna take uh, the brunt of a death ray, which uh, they're not fun. What's what's your max HP, Buford? I'm curious. Uh, my maximum <laughs> HP is 83. Okay, you have taken 49 damage. All right, uh, I'm still up. But yep. I was at 52 because Max shot me. <laughs> yeah, uh, you. <laughs> yeah, so you have just taken like a a necrotic blast to the face. Um, this thing is not messing around. Uh, Max, it's your turn. All right, I'm at three health, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so in this case here, Max just uh uh takes a bonus action, targets the now very big beholder in front of them, and now will attempt to well attack at them with this quarter staff a few times to sort of like smack at it a few times to get its attention for a moment. So that's going to be two attacks. That's a 19 and a botch. Okay. 
so it's taken 16 damage. What do I want to do in... Uh, so in terms of the botch, uh, I think the way we're going to play this is... The Beholder is going to get one I-beam out. Uh, not the full volley of three. That's fine. But... Let's do it. Uh, you are going to need to do a strength saving throw. Strength saving throw. All right. That will not do it with a 10. No. Um, this Beholder is going to move you up to 30 foot in any direction. Um, and uh, restrain you in a telepathic grip. So I think it's going to try and move you as far away from the fight as possible. Like right down the, the corridor. Mm -hmm. um, mm. You yeah, you are now just sort of held uh, up in the air restrained until you can uh, pass a save to get free. Got it. Uh, Cortazar's going to attempt one more time to actually get a hit in. Come on. Come on. You've got a decent bonus. I believe in him. 13 is still not going to hit. Cortazar is just bouncing around just like, whichever one of you turned off the gravity really ruined my ability to be impressive. I was going to look so cool. It's Buford's turn. Uh, okay. Um, well, I do not heal enough to be able to help myself here, really. Uh, let me look. Yeah. Uh, healing increases by 1D. Uh, yeah, I think if it does any damage to me in general, it's probably going to obliterate me. So my only option here, I think, is to cast Thunderous Smite on myself which is like the previous might, but less cool. <laughs> um, and attempt to continue to beat this thing unconscious. Okay, give me those rolls. 29. 29's gonna hit. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's 25 plus, and then th Thunderous Smite will be... Hold on, I just need to hit up here until I get to a thing. Uh, 2d6. Uh, so that would be third uh, basic math, thirty-one damage for that attack. Okay, okay. Um, is that your whole turn? No, I have another attack. This also <laughs> it can make a strength saving throw to avoid being pushed ten feet away from me. Uh, beholders are also immune to being made prone. There as you well. go. You know, I probably shouldn't tell you that, but there you go. Uh, five. That is not gonna. That's not gonna be enough. All right, and then that being the case, Buford still has a 10-foot reach, uh, so he uh, is going to swing again at it. Holy shit. 30. Yep, 30's going to hit. G give me some more damage. Uh, an extra 15 damage on top of there. Okay. Uh, Wendy, it is your turn, and I don't think you're afflicted by anything anymore, are you? No, I'm perfect. Although, a thing about barbarians, they lose their rage if they go for a turn without attacking. So I have to re-rage. Let's hope Wild Magic doesn't oh. bork me here, because I say, by the power of Green Skull! And I <laughs> rush forward. First my D100. Um, 78. 78. All uh, right. Fireball centered on yourself. Ooh. <laughs> uh, you get to take two actions in a row. Oh my god, I'm going absolutely common <laughs> on this motherfucker. I am going berserk. 
Call me guts. I crit. Oh my god. <laughs> 18. 22. My extra for critting. Oh my god. 16. I think that one misses, but I have one, two, three. Uh, the 16 does miss. Uh huh. This ice pick of mine is burning red. It's loud roar tells me to grasp victory. 67 damage. Okay. 67 damage. Uh, this beholder is looking real worse for wear. Um, and as its turn comes around, it stops and takes on board the situation and goes, Look, let's acknowledge the situation here. If I blast your friend with another death ray, they are just gone. Like, gone, gone. But I'm probably not getting out of this alive if I try and do this fight. So let's talk. All right, I, I. We are Tully's monsters of the uh, DM Resubian. And our captain is a good guy. He's a great brain. And he just wants to talk to you. Well, I mean, I'm not particularly interested in going anywhere to talk with anyone else. But I will, I will talk to you and then leave. And that is us done. That is the best I will offer you. That is the best. Are you going to roll perception or persuasion? I, look, look. You can you can try and roll a persuasion, but you are gonna you're gonna have to hit a very high number to to get this over. I, I can give you plus five to it. This beholder has no interest in going anywhere where there are other people or beings. Oh, that's a mood. Um, I'm gonna add to there's a little bit of flavor on the side here, uh, Laura. It's a funny yeah, thing here. Yeah, go ahead. So Max is restrained right now. Yeah. But they're within 30 feet of the Beholder. Yeah. So they can use a, as a bonus action when their turn happens, roll around and all this to just teleport adjacent to it automatically <laughs> because they have a thing oh. called Relentless Hex where as long as they have a target cursed by something, they can teleport up to 30 feet oh. to be within five feet of it. That, if you want to do that now out of turn, I love that flavor-wise. <laughs> yeah. Max uh. sort of tell Still restrained, but now there's adjacent yeah. to the beholder holding the, the quarterstaff. And, and for the flavor, when the beholder acknowledges it could kill me, but it's going to probably die in the process, uh, Buford's darkly chuckling at this. Because yeah. that's still a win in his book. Uh, Wendy, are you rolling that persuasion? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try. I guess the worst thing that happened is it kills Buford. <laughs> <laughs> five, that's nothing. I'll give it a plus five. Make that a ten. Right. Yeah, for a 10's not going to be enough to convince this beholder to go back to your ship that is absolutely teeming full of uh, non-beholder life forms that it would have to be around. Um, it's like, Max will interject, like, look, at the very least, you could tell us who put you here or why you got placed here. Did someone come here and just dream you up and leave you here to just fill this ship with gazers? Is that what happened? There's a, there's a, be, there's a beholder. Uh, Yowsh. Um, I, I, uh, uh, he came to me a little while ago. I'm pretty sure he's trying to start an army, which is, uh, not really, not really the Beholder way. Um, he came to me wanting to get me to work beside him. Uh, he's... As best I can tell, trying to bring beholders into a war he's planning, um, you know, fighting side by side. And I said no, because, well, working side by side is not a thing we do. It is just not the dumb thing. And uh, no sooner had I said no, 
than I was, I assume, an, a comatose gazer factory, it seems. Thinking back, is that name the same one that was that contacted this? That is uh, the same one that contacted this base. All right. Um. Uh. He 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 sort of turns to you and goes, "I I I'm piecing I'm piecing together by looking around, but I I I was dreaming of being inside a big werewolf." Repairing myself when I was injured, trapping people and turning them into werewolves if they got too close to me, uh, you know, just regenerating and making more werewolves. I was, I, I was, I dreamt I was violent and angry, and I, I, I guess I made a bunch of gazers keep repairing this place, and uh, yeah. Wow, Laura, I love how those two things just came together. Magnificent. What, what what two things is that? What? <laughs> I love writing. It's magic. Who, yeah. who amongst us hasn't dreamed about being inside a big werewolf? <laughs> Look, sometimes sometimes you dream about being a big werewolf, and that's why there are gazers doing ma- making you repair yourself. Uh, I, I, I this, this somehow validates Max's prior claim, but yet it validates at the same time, which is great. I just no, no, love no, it. Yeah, the, no, look, I, I'm, I'm willing to say the theory's right. You, you have essentially been trapped inside a giant werewolf this whole time. Max will then just sort of nod. It's like, well, I guess the best we can do is give you a chance to, you know, be by yourself. But in the meantime, clearing out those gazers over there on the way out would just allow the researchers here to get back to what they want to do, you know? Uh, he turns towards the net and just starts uh, using eye beams to sort of uh, tear it apart and just starts sending all the uh, the gazers towards the, uh, the, the docking section with the intent of just being like, yeah, let's get... They can get out of here. I'll take them with me. I thought he was going to be like, no, I fucking hate the holders. Zap, zap, zap. Fuck these yeah. fools. <laughs> I mean, look, he's... He's, he's, look, he may well do so still, but at the very least, gazers just sort of do what they're told and don't, like, insist on conversation. They're just sort of mindless enough to not be a huge problem. It's like being able to make your own popcorn shrimp. You can just, <laughs> you can just pop them in there just for a juicy little snack. Except they're your kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're, they're, they're less uh, annoying than kids in that they will, they just intuitively will know what you want them to do. Yeah, and people great. don't get upset when you eat them. Yeah, right? Um, but yeah, he, he he turns back to you and he just goes, Look, the fact that um, Yorsh is, is willing to make alliances to, to start a war is concerning. Um, we that it, it is not what we do. And if he is willing to do that, then um, yeah, you should be worried. I also wonder how many others he might have sort of put under his, well, influence like this to achieve his goals. Honestly, in this case here, I'm not even sure what this accomplishes other than just punishing those that refuse to work with him, you know? Uh, the impression I'm getting from, from here is I, I, I was in here to pun- punish me for not, uh, not agreeing, and it sure seems like this place was made a mess of to uh, punish whoever was here. <laughs> So this Yaush guy is no friend of yours. Do you know how we can get in contact with him or blow him up? I mean, seems like we'll be doing you a favor. 
You got a favorite bar, maybe? <laughs> I have no interest in... Even even someone like him, I have no interest in sending a bunch of people to go be in his vicinity because, I mean, I know I wouldn't want it. <laughs> it's very thoughtful. But beholder solidarity, so nice to see. <laughs> if they yeah. were in the same room, they'd kill each other. I mean, I mean, yeah. And look, if I get half a chance, I will kill him. But nah, look. It... He does not stick around in one place for long. He, uh, anytime anyone knows where he is is exactly when he does not want to be there anymore because, you know, he is not one for company. You didn't give me a name, so I'm going to call you Xanathar Jr. I, I would really rather you didn't. Uh, it's it's Beshk, if, if you must. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I'm sure you do. It's a good name. Unlike whatever, whatever, what, what, whatever one you got, it's probably terrible. What's yours? I'm curious now. I want to know. Wendy McDonald. Yeah, it's what I tell you. Terrible. <laughs> oh, I picked it special. I thought really hard about it. I wanted people to like me. Have you considered changing it to Beshk? <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell these two beholder names? I feel like the audience is going to uh, want to know. Yes. Uh, uh, B-E-S-H-K mm-hmm. uh, and Y-A-U-S-H Alright uh- <laughs> um, So yeah, at this point uh, Besh turns turns to you all and goes Look, are we are, are we done? Do you, do you have any other questions or can I just get back to not being a gazer factory? All I wanted was the answers. You've given me what I require. Wonderful, and I didn't have to murder you today, which is a good day for you. Yep, and then Wendy didn't have to kill you in response. All around, good day. Man, I'm leaking a lot of oil and blood. Yeah, you are. Okay, well, remember this. If there's some kind of later confrontation where we need backup when we call for you, I'm just saying, you could be, be a cool... No, you can't. You explicitly cannot call for me. <laughs> oh. I, I do not wish to be called. If you call for me, I will. I will hit the ignore call button. Well... Max will still just sort of lower the quarterstaff and assuming they're actually actually allowed to sit, be on the ground and not be restrained anymore, they will still say up to a, uh, oh, I got Beshk, right? Yeah, Beshk. Uh, they'll say to Beshk, like, well, for what it's worth, Beshk, you know, you have my thanks for at least doing this small bit to put the uh, researchers here at ease. I, I promise you, your oh. thanks mean nothing to me. <laughs> I like this guy uh, more and more every time, every minute. Uh, and he just starts. Uh, he he beckons the cases to follow. No refunds on that. I, you can't give it back to me. I, I hope Beshk forgot while he was unconscious that he can't breathe in space and just goes out into the void and falls into the black hole. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. Hmm, I'm curious. Uh, He's gonna steal Cortazar's ship. Oh my god. I mean, I mean, it's right there. Um. <laughs> Cortazar is now missing a ship. Oh, man. I guess that means he has to come home with us. I mean, what a shame it would be if Cortazar had to come home with you. How much would that suck? Oh, that'd be so terrible. I mean, he missed every single round in combat. Honestly, I'm mad at him. <laughs> um. <laughs> he's just floating there going. 
Look, I did not do any of my training in zero gravity. I cannot be held responsible for this. You could have deployed a shield or something, Coco. I know you, you can make oh, fucking magic shields and technological shields, spiky shields. You're the shield guy. You've never had to kill someone in a zero G environment before. Well, look, I was gonna put I was gonna put the shields up, but that required me getting over to where there were people who needed shielding, and I was floating over the other side of the corridor. You embarrassed me in front of my friends. I can't believe you. Well, your <laughs> friends turned off the gravity and made me embarrass myself. <laughs> oh, Besh, make sure you follow me on Smixmock. I'm gonna be sending you some really dank videos. Wendy. You did, re- you did, you did real good. You were, su- you were super cool. I was very impressed. Thank you. I'm gonna go turn off the lights again before the werewolves get here. Bye. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, you are all still on the uh, the ship. A lot of the lights are still off, but a reasonable number of them have come back on. It seems like there is a sort of fifty fifty split. But you haven't seen any werewolves in a little while. Um, yeah, what do you, what do you want to do? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very fast, and, uh, I think I, if you have any more spell slots, can you haste me again? Because I have fly speed, and I have, um, what's it called? Unarmored movement or something? I'm, I'm just really, really fast, and I just want to get to the main breaker and flip it. Give me one second. I don't think I can haste you again. Now, if you can give me a spell slot back, uh, what, what level can you give someone? Uh, a D3. I have to roll a D3. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, only if you rolled a three could I give you haste, or I could make you so fast that you're setting th- setting everything around you on fire. Oh, I rolled a three. Okay. What up? Do Do you want to Do you want to be regular hasted, or basically have literal rocket fire feet? <laughs> make me as fast as you can. Yeah, the ability I just looked it up is called fast movement. It's <laughs> a very originally creatively named ability I have. Uh, they are. Both identically. Oh, I know it's only twenty feet. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll uh, I'll haste you. I, I guess I didn't describe what this looks like. It's a little bit awkward because uh, Wendy is so small. So I guess Buford has had to custom make things specifically to fit her as well. Um, I think it's like a tiny, almost like spider-like implant that he just kind of hucks onto the back of your neck and it digs in to the base of your brainstem and spinal cord and starts juicing up uh, direct adrenaline right into your brain. Oh my god, you leave my stem stem alone, Gub-Gub. You monster. It's the quickest way to get the best effect. (laughs) All right, I'm just going to go as fast as I uh, can possibly get to the breaker, turn all the lights in the station off. This time they won't be repaired by the gazers, hopefully. Yep. Do you want to turn the gravity back on while you're there, or are you uh, leaving leaving it off? <laughs> I think it's funnier if it's if the gravity's still off. I don't think I can't think of any negative effects besides watching my friends bump into things. Yeah. <laughs> Other than being able to like laugh at Cortezar not being able to correctly do things in zero gravity. <laughs> yeah, and I can fly, so I don't even think of it. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't um, occur to me. Yeah. So. On your way down, you 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 get down there, you are able to turn those lights off entirely. On the way down, again, you are struck by you have not seen a werewolf the whole flight down. Uh-oh. That's ominous. That's an ominous way to say that, Laura. Look, <laughs> I said what I said. All right. It's up to you if you find it ominous. There, there are any non-werewolves around? Um, Not in any of the immediate corridors. The, like, if you went... I'm assuming you weren't like you were rushing to the breakers, not like specifically looking for 
beings. No, I'm going direct. I'm focused, um, moisturized in my lane. The rest of them can look for survivors if they want. You don't have dark vision, so you are now going to have to make your way back alone in the dark. I'll give her a glowing piece of trash as as per my tactic. Cool. You you get you go head back to your party. What do you, what do, what do the party want to do? Pa- party's going to use five uh, four first level spell slots and heal himself. Uh, Max will actually uh, place a hand on Buford to aid in the healing process as well because they have another like inherent spell they have a thing you do for free uh, there's two hit points back that that makes up for you shooting you earlier you yeah <laughs> I, I think it makes up for uh, two thirteenths of that damage yes uh, yeah so I guess like Max lays a hand on Buford as Buford is like literally stapling parts of his body back into place like yeah there's like the weird like celestial glow about max when they're placing their hand on buford while on the other side buford's just like yeah like using a chainsaw to heal a cut you know yeah wendy says this yaush guy must be really powerful if he just rolled up that guy who almost killed us three on one yeah i mean it locked him in a permanent coma which is a bad sign Seemingly effortlessly, because like he didn't even remember the fight, so it seems like he just got completely blackjacked. That's not good. We're really badass. I mean, if you're making the power rankings, we're up there. You you did explode like fifty gazers. Yeah, I'm thinking of the the move that made this guy back down, right? Because she did this all this damage right before he said, "Hey, let's just talk this out." Is like she, uh, you know pinned like two of his eye stalks to the wall or something like had it was like really up close and personal and it was like you know she she felt pretty cool about it but now she's reflecting like oh i could have been incinerated in one shot from those eye lasers uh and almost the our tank almost went down like that was beholders are not to be fucked with mm-hmm. yeah i'm just like max like max's resources were so taxed out they couldn't do anything <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh no. Yeah. Um, a beholder is a fucking threat. That's a that's a problem for another day. God, I'm bleeding a lot. Why don't we check in on our scientist friends? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that some of them could actually help heal you up a little bit more, but yes, yeah, so let's check to see how many well I mean there's I'm not gonna say survivors per se, but like let's see what the status of the crew is before we head back. Uh so you are heading back to the uh, the big vaulted room, are you? Mm-hmm. You're saying things with such an ominous tone, Laura. No, I <laughs> look. I like to leave an air of mystery. I don't want to. I don't want to give away. You know what's 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 coming. It's a, like it's, it's a surprise a birthday fun. party for all the gazers that were born today. <laughs> uh, you open the door and see confetti and streamers. <laughs> Happy birthday, cases. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so this room is a lot busier than it was last time you were in here. Um, there is a lot of people of varying, uh, varying species, uh, in varying states of uh, injured, not great states. Um, being worked on by these two two scientists working by the light of a single glowing piece of trash. Mm. Uh, and they're like, oh, oh, uh, hello. Hello, you're back. Hello. 
Oh, you're alive. Yeah. Yeah. There were, there were, there were, there were, there were so many, so many sounds outside. Yeah, honestly, Mort Mort, I was giving it 50-50 that we were going to come back and you were going to be spread all over the the ceiling and the walls. I don't know why. I just had an ominous feeling, but I'm glad to see you're cool. Uh, I mean... I mean, it's 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 been a rough one. We've we've been having a we've been having a rough time over here. But I mean, it's not a it's not a permanent it's not a permanent like anthropy kibble. Uh, it is amazing how good of a motivator being terrified for your very life can be for science. Um, we seem to have a some like a, a somewhat longish term. Uh, thing going, I think. W- would it help if I gave you more glowing trash? <laughs> I mean, it would certainly help. We wouldn't have to keep holding our number, our figures up to the glowing trash like one, one piece of paper at a time. Do you have more glowing trash? I, I can make up to five pieces of glowing trash. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. Okay, okay. Um, right, right. I expect um, to be credited in the Wikipedia page. I will. I will make sure you get a reference. Uh, Sorry, the Squidopedia I... page. <laughs> um, so yeah, what 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 happens at this point is that um, the scientists sort of usher a bunch of the uh, the the spe- these uh, these people into the various uh, various tubes uh, and usher the other other people outside of the uh, the, the the room, uh, and they they go. Would one of you be able to go turn on just like the light in just this room, just the pa- power for this room? Because we want to check we've done this right. Now that we control the station again, can't we change the frequency of the lights and then just turn them all on, and then you all won't wolf out? Well, I, I mean, yes, we can, and that is definitely doable. But also, I think we have maybe come to a, a, a development on the science, and I would like to test on these ones in the tubes, whether we have actually achieved what we think we've achieved. So change the frequencies of all the lights except for this one initially, and then turn this one on first? Turn, uh, turn all the, the regular lights back to regular lights and just leave the, the, you know, the ones in these tubes that are designed to be at this frequency, and then we turn the tubes on, the lights on in the tubes, and we see what happens. Bu- Buford's already walked out of the room to do it. <laughs> Well, well, in the meantime, uh, Max Max will uh, decrypt back to their normal uh, state, so they're back in their like Ardwing flight jacket and stuff. He he's not putting gravity back on. He's quite injured. The lack of gravity is helping him get around right now. Yeah, yeah, it's putting less pressure on uh, pressure on the body. Wendy actually walks away from this interaction, kind of flies over to the corner of the room, and starts throwing up in a trash can. And is just like medic. Medic, I'm at the the adrenaline is worn off. I'm actually extremely ill from wild magic. Somebody help! Uh, um, uh, uh, Max can help with this. <laughs> if, if I, you, yeah, if you can help, Max, go ahead. Um, Max will go over to Wendy. I'll float over to Wendy uh, with like using those spectral wings stuff. Um, and use lesser restoration on Wendy. Uh, I'm not sure how much it will help. It can remove a condition, uh, which can be either blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. I don't think any of those are. Um, I think poisoned, maybe, is I'm dealing with come down from adrenaline. Well, no, it's because of the wild magic that gave me space flu. 
Uh, oh, oh, sorry, yes, you, you, well, magic space flu. Yeah, no, that is, uh, what were your options again, sorry? Uh, unfortunately, it's probably not going to be valid. It's just, it says, you can touch a creature and either end one disease or condition afflicting it. The condition can be blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned, or if this is considered a disease, it can cure that. It, it, it is considered a magical disease. If you want to cure a disease, yeah, you can cure the space flu. And so Max, like, like Max places a hand on Wendy, you know, celestial glowy stuff, and the the flu begins to wane away from Wendy after that. Nice. I think Wendy looks up at you gratefully and says, Maxie, Max, today you're the Cortazar. <laughs> Cortazar looks incredibly upset and disappointed. <laughs> I, I'm fine being Max. That's okay, but... Thanks. Um, Cortazar is Barry now. I want to be the Cortazar. Cortazar, you can be the Cortazar again. You just got to get your shit straightened out. Put the gravity back on for me. <laughs> uh, 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 depending on how long it takes for Buford to get the lights back on, I'm wondering if we should talk with the scientists if, now. If you want to have that talk with the scientists, I think this is a perfect time to uh, do it. So after addressing Wendy, Max does flow over to the... Uh, the one scientist that they oh uh, Mort yeah uh, talk yeah. over to Mort and science like um okay Mort so to clarify there was a beholder that was placed in this station and was sleeping and creating those gazers and as far as we can tell they were placed in here by uh the same beholder that contacted you all so that is worrying that is worrying hmm that's not good that's not good. I'm not sure. Uh, I wouldn't say. You know, I would say just be keeping an eye out for that because I'm not sure if they're going to do anything further. But I have to ask a simple question about when. Well, Ardwing was here last time. Well, yes. Uh, ask, ask away. So you said you saw this along with them as Max points over to Formith. Uh, yes, 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 definitely. It's very familiar. Was it following any one of them in particular? Um, yes, it was, uh, it was following a, an Ardling woman. Um, I, I believe, I believe her name was Dash. Yes, that is, yeah, that must, that was my mom. I have no idea what oh. she was doing here. Well, um, for what it's worth, um, she was saving people. She was doing great work. She was... The reason we didn't immediately fall to the wave of gazers that swarmed this place. Well, I'm glad we were able to talk down the beholder that was sleeping in here to actually clear out the remaining gazers. And since they've left, there shouldn't be any further problems in that territory. So you should be able to continue doing your work here without uh, needless interference. Well, I... Oh, you and your mother uh, thank you for that, so thank you. You've uh, both really gone above and beyond. Max uh, nods a bit at that kind of quietly before kind of just allowing themselves to float a little bit out into the hallway for a moment. Uh, Buford, you are welcome to be back if you if you if you want to be back. Uh, yeah, so Buford will turn the lights back on, keeping the power off. Um, are there any side labs in this area, though? 
Because if possible, Buford would like to steal a vial of infected lycanthropy spit. Oh my god. What is uh, this man up to? Give me a uh, investigation roll to find some to find some lycanthropy spit. Or just like any material you could use to intentionally yeah. infect someone with. No, I, I, I understand 25. what you're looking for. That's a 25. You tell me what you found. Oh what God. you found in there? Uh, yeah, I, I think probably it's just like, uh, you, you know how there's like seed banks in, in the world and stuff like that, or no, um, like bio labs that contain like pure strains of like suspended viruses as a, for like testing yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I think Buford just pockets like a container of that for himself for a rainy you've, you've day. You've done the equivalent of stealing like the petri dish of Ebola. Yeah. Yeah, huh. Okay, you have that now. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I can't it. Yeah. change the fact you have that. <laughs> I'm feeling sympathy pains now for Laura, because <laughs> I play my character to try not to inconvenience <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Look, it's a player's job to screw over a DM's day and come up with stuff they've got to think about. Was I actively considering stabbing myself with those werewolf teeth earlier to try to give myself lycanthropy to regenerate through that death ray? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, look, look, if any of you in the party want to be lycanthropes, that option is on the table to you. Like, that is, that is just, that is available. Yeah, you're already a cyborg trucker. If you're a cyborg trucker werewolf, that's a hat on a hat on a hat. I mean, you live your you live your truth, but <laughs> yeah. well, I think Buford uh, Buford might not be considering that for himself. He'd actually probably be pretty worried that the meat would start to regenerate and grow over his robot arm, which mm -hmm. is gonna be deeply physically uncomfortable. I mean, look, I'll put this out there. There's at least one person in this party who, if they find out what you've taken, is going to not be happy with you. So, good luck with that. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that like, if if Buford's returning back to the room, they'll see like just Max is kind of like aimlessly floating a little bit in the hallway while holding uh, Formith in her hands, just kind of like staring in it for a little bit quietly. Yeah, I, th I think Buford would see that and be like, yeah, Max seems to be having a moment. Probably just gonna let that one slide. I'm not a therapist. <laughs> I I don't I don't think Buford has like the frame. Well, you know, what? let me think about because I, I he was gonna talk to Wendy about something, but I, I just don't know what he would say to Max in this moment. Sure, I mean Wendy's in the room with the scientist, probably wiping her mouth with a. Uh, some important documents they have because <laughs> mm -hmm. she's a monster. It's classified classified <laughs> napkins, you know? Yeah. And she's asking the scientist, she says, I th did one of you have, did somebody have like propulsion technology? I thought I remember someone saying something about a black hole engine. Was that anything? It's It feels like we've been here for three weeks and I'm very ill. I, I don't believe any of us said anything about a black hole engine. Did we? I don't think we did. Did we? <laughs> I believe that when asked why Ardwing might be here, Skitch threw out, well, maybe they were trying to make like a black hole engine to speed up mm -hmm. the, the ships. Yeah. Yeah. It was an idea someone threw around. I don't think it was any of the scientists, but it is, I mean, it, it is an idea that was floated. Okay. I Well, yeah, if, if they have like even like data, like readouts of the black hole or something that could be useful to Trizzy, she would like them. 
but yeah, I'm, she's most, mostly making a scene until Buford gets no. here to talk to her. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that, yeah, if you start asking about this, they will, you know, ruffle around their drawers and find, like, some data to do with how their ship um, balances equilibrium being on the edge of the black hole and not being sucked in while being sort of not that far from its its event horizon. Uh, and they've got some sort of data on how... Uh, they they sort of keep a stable a stable orbit around that, and ha- the data on how that works. Part of me is also thinking of like the uh, the black hole is a metaphor for falling into the madness of being a werewolf. You try to teeter the edge, but not go all the way. It's just <laughs> look sy- symbolism. It's a shame we didn't throw anybody in it. Like that was I was hoping. <laughs> there, there's still time. There's still time. Look, there was very much a version of of today's session where you just opened an airlock and a bunch of gazes went into a black hole and you got no information but you did get a cool set piece. <laughs> yeah. It came up, so yeah. no one could say we did we did consider it. Um But yeah, you you've you've gotten some paperwork to do with black holes that you you can rifle through at your leisure, Wendy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Buford, Buford will uh, walk into the room and sit down next to Wendy and decouple his mask from his face and take a breath and go, uh, so you, uh, you okay, kid? You were, you were freaking out real bad at the start of this. Uh, no, Gub Gub, I'm not okay. They tried to eat me. I'm very small. You could, you don't understand the, the, with the breath in your face. It's my whole face. I'm surprised. I, aren't you like a seasoned killer? Yeah, of k- people who kill me regular. If someone wants to shoot me in the head, that's fine. I don't want them to put their spit in my blood. Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, I guess Buford like paused for a moment. I guess I see your point, but to me, death is all the same. Yeah, I, you were you were really uh, just kind of hanging it all out there for you to be zapped, huh? You put your whole butt out there, and every he was gonna zap it off. Yeah, he would have died too. What's up with that? Don't you have to take care of uh, your sister? I thought that was more important. I thought you would have been like, "No, please don't kill me. I have to protect my sister." Well, when I see it. We're on a mission trying to get something done. That's a beholder. I didn't necessarily believe until he was actually ready to bail that he would have just let us leave. Or, frankly, even spitefully just cut the airlock open on the way out and killed us all. So it wasn't that you were like, oh, dying is cool and I'm ready to go. You were just like, oh, this guy is really strong and I might not be able to do anything about it. I guess that's different. So, yes and no. What is important is getting the job done. If I died, fine, sucks. My sister's strong. She'll be able to take care of herself. If that thing got out of here and still decided to cause a problem, we're a hop, skip, and a jump away from a giant ship. Maybe it gets onto the ship, causes a problem. Maybe it kills everyone else here. Maybe it decides, hmm, having a bunch of werewolf slaves is a good idea. I had to weigh the options and figured it best chance you kill it if I go down. If the situation was reversed, Gub Gub, I would absolutely be incinerated and trust you to avenge me. 
But to be clear, I would not get spit in my blood for you. That is my line. <laughs> Fair enough. I, 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 I'll, I'll tolerate murder, but I'll, I draw the line and spit in my blood. <laughs> it's just gross. I just, <laughs> no offense to anyone who has nasty spit in here, but <laughs> y- y'all spit's nasty and I don't want it. Uh, she is abs- she's absolutely covering for the fact that she doesn't want her body to change without a permission. It's not actually be grossing her out. <laughs> like, in a, well, you know. well, while you're talking about this in the background now that the power is back on, um, I don't know if you even noticed this at first, but in the background they have just been like turning on the pods and the people inside have not transformed. Have not transformed back or have not transformed? Are they... Uh, they they are still their regular species. They have not the, the with the lights uh, the lights um, the the turn into a werewolf lights in the pods turned on. They have not turned into werewolves. I'm not a nerd. I don't know what this means. Maxi Max, come nerd this. What? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Wendy lays down on the floor. <laughs> this no, isn't my uh, problem. Uh, uh, <laughs> I like, 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 just like that kind of snaps Max out from like them sort of staring into the thing, and then they flo- float back into the room to look at the pods, um, and sort of get a little, little look of pleased surprise. Like, yeah, yeah, it looks like yeah, it looks like it's working. It's uh, it's 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 not a cure. I don't want to get any of your hopes up, but it's um. Look, we're going off of, of uh, some some back of the napkin maths about metabolism. We think that this should be effective for about four or five months at a time. I mean, lo- long enough that it is the best sort of the longest term solution we've been able to offer people, and and long enough term that it should help some people get some uh, get their lives back a, a little. Thank you for keeping us alive. Thank you for keeping us alive while we got this done. We were very scared and we did good science. It still makes me a little worried about how far... How far that beholder will go to get the war that they want. Well, at the very least, um, if they try and come here and and get a bunch of, of werewolf... Uh, army members, uh, again, we're going to be pretty useless for them in a war for at least five months. And that's hopefully long enough that they'll go just find someone else to try and, uh, hopefully this is one less, one less faction that they'll have, uh, have, have at their side. Wendy's still laying on the floor, just completely wiped from this mission. And she says, well, a good thing beholders hate working together because that Yash guy is trying to get them all together to mess up our stuff. But, I mean, the chances of them building an army are like the chances of a Illithid leaving their elder brain. That's me. I'm describing me. Uh-oh. Yep. Sometimes things that you wouldn't think a member of a species would do happen yeah there's there's like two of you in the room right now and he's looking at cortazar oh no that's us coco that's us carry me back to the ship it's us oh oh i get to be i get to be cortazar again now 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 do i now with that mouth now that you won't carrying back to the ship you i get to be cortazar again do i uh, not not with those mandibles mister 
Cordazar picks you up and starts carrying you back to the ship. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, in that case, um, as you all head back to the uh, the the docking bay, um, I will let you know it's a good thing. Um, I I think it's probably a good thing that Max was able to heal up Wendy because otherwise you were gonna have to uh have several hours of quarantine on the ship before you could leave. Uh, you know, you're gonna prevent this space flu getting out. Um. And it'll be, it might be apparent why that's important in a moment, but, uh... Oh, no! Uh, you, you you get back to the ship, and I assume Max is going to do whatever the special knock is. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at which point, um... Uh, Cammy opens the door, uh, and is just tears and snot running down the face, just like, I'm so sorry, I I, 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 I left the docking bay, I know I said I wasn't going to, and I'm sorry. Max will offer Please up a, home. Max will offer up a comforting, a comforting hug, and just sort of like, just, uh, just, like, it's okay, it's okay, uh, there was some change of plans, and we weren't able to communicate, Cammy. it's okay. Yeah, you actually got lucky, if you were still here, a beholder would have stolen your ship. Uh, um, I'm g- glad I broke the rules and risked not being able to come home. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it, listen, it, that's just called improvising on the job. You did fine. Okay, 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 please next time don't tell me I can't come home if I improvise on the job. Um. Remember, rules are for suckers, except for heavy machinery rules. Those are important. Okay. Okay, we might wanna we might wanna get we might wanna get home. Um we might wanna get back to the Resubian. I've not heard uh I've 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 not heard from them in a little while, but last I heard, um there was an infection of space clowns on, on the back on the ship. Hell yeah, those dudes know how to party. Yeah, people pe- people people are being force clowned left, right, and center. Um, I maybe it's fixed. I don't know. We might want to get back and check if everyone's okay. Now, now is this something that is? Because you you've just said a wild statement, and I, <laughs> I have just I said guess, a wild statement. I get like out of character. I know what's happening. I don't yeah. know what order these episodes are going up in. I guess my, my understanding is the space clown arc will have aired before this airs. Okay. Um. I guess the one basic question I need to ask is, would Beefer know what a space clown epidemic is? <laughs> I mean, look, if you want to roll, uh, would it be history or arcana to know about space I clowns? I think of clowns as a religion, but I'll take arcana. <laughs> Honestly, actually, religion does seem about right. Give me a religion roll to see how much you know about space clowns. Uh, I got a crit. Okay. Holy shit. Um... You know how on earth we have clowns? Right? Yes, I have a story about a circus after this. Okay, <laughs> so here's the de- here's the deal: clowns that we have back on in Seoul, back on Earth, uh-huh. are just a pale imitation of an alien species that visited Earth once. Duh. Um, these <laughs> aliens visited Earth, and we've been basing like our silly little characters on them, but they are a species. Uh, that f- feeds feeds and reproduces on the joy of others and um, can be pretty chaotic. Uh, when I was three years old, I went to a circus and yeah. I got I got called 
from the audience to take part in a circus act with the clowns. Yeah. Um, they put a red nose on me and it kind of pinched a little bit. So that made tiny Dan angry. Uh, so I tore it off and threw it on the ground and then stared down the clown until they forcibly escorted me back to my seat. <laughs> I was always like this. You would have been great in that arc. Yeah. So the the consequences for uh, space flu would have been um, for any of you that were worried about people back on the Resubian, particularly uh, Buford with uh, Bridget going, is Bridget okay? You'd have had to wait around for four or five hours, not able to go back and find out. Cam, Cam, do you got any space weed in this thing? I feel like we should show up with a party gift. Gotta be. It's we're hosts, I guess. It's our ship. Um, uh, Cammy looks around, very unsure whether she should admit to having any space weed in the vehicle. <laughs> mm. I'm not a cop. I just don't want those space clowns to think I'm lame. Are you? Are you asking as a coworker or not? Are you concerned this is an HR violation? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Am I going to get in trouble with at work? It's a human weed source violation. We gotta make sure. Ah. <laughs> I I think Wendy literally threatened to kill you earlier. I don't think telling her you have weed is gonna be a problem. Okay, I Look just didn't want her to. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, Wendy feels bad about her a joking thing getting really out of hand about don't leave us or not allowed to come home. I thought that was more playful than it turned out. So Wendy just tries to reassure her, like pats her on the shoulder and says, you don't have to tell me about your space weed. I'll tell the clowns you smoked it all and they'll be like, wow, she sounds cool. <laughs> Look, she took it seriously because she didn't want to be the new Barry who's like, oh, fucking Barry. <laughs> fucking Barry. Cammy didn't want to be the new Barry. No um, one could replace Barry. He's a unique angel. <laughs> Just um, like Lucifer. Yeah, uh, Cammy does have some space weed in the uh, in the in the glove compartment. <laughs> Look, I can roll it up by putting myself inside like a sleeping bag. Wee! <laughs> Hold on a second. I offered you a cigar last time we were on one of these, <laughs> and you said, "How would I smoke this?" <laughs> well, you understand those cigars are pretty big co- comparison. You know, she is inside of it like a sleeping bag. <laughs> I mean, look, that's just that's listen, that's just. That's just a lot, that allows you to get a contact high, all right, you know? I just prefer space weed to cigars. You know what they say. Taste is in the eye of the beholder. Ah! There's still time to fly straight into that black hole. <laughs>